Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, um, and all the rest of the Steelers front office, Brandon Hunt, um, you know, as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. Well, the offseason is definitely underway. Um, that's no surprise to anyone. And, and I think there's some really key dates. Obviously, the combine um, is kicked off at Lubasol Stadium in Indianapolis. Um, a week's time, you know, you've got on the 8th of March, prior to 4 p.m. New York time, deadline for clubs to designate franchise or transition tags on players. Um, and then you've got March 14th to 16th, um, which is basically where the clubs are permitted to contact and enter contract negotiations with certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2021 player contracts, which occurs at 4 p.m. New York time on March 16th. And then you go through that sort of that flurry of free agency signings um, that kicks off on March 16th at 4 p.m. Um, New York time. So that's pretty interesting from that perspective. And then the trading period for 2022 can begin at 4 p.m. Um, at, on March 16th as well, um, after those 2021 contracts have expired. Um, and then there's the annual league meeting where, you know, there might be changes to rules, all that sort of stuff that comes through. And then we can save all the April dates to come. Um, but obviously that we know, um, 
you know, that the draft is kicks off, uh, you know, the 28th um, of April and Thursday night, 28th of April. So big one coming there. So on today's show, obviously the title um, of the show today is around can the Steelers grab another great catch this offseason? And, you know, I say that because not necessarily we drafted a wide receiver, um, you know, in the, in the last one for draft, but you got Pat Freemuth and you got Najee Harris um, and really anyone, you know, it's sort of that catch, whether you, you know, you've got a magic partner or something, you know, is that person a, a catch? Um, but I think really when I've been thinking about today's podcast and what I was doing, I was like, look, everyone's on the quarterback, everyone's in these defensive positions, everyone's on linebackers. What about wide receiver? And then as I, as I say that, I wake up my time and I hear Kevin Colbert sort of insinuated that they would like to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. So that's where I thought we might kick off this week's show is we're looking at some free agent wide receivers um, and who's available. Now, I've sorted basically those that are available currently according to over the cap um, based on the guaranteed money and the reason of their, obviously their previous contract. Now, the reason I've done that is that that will tell you quite quickly who are the people that are on that rookie contract versus people, you know, top wide receivers out there. So thinking that we probably don't want to bring anyone back that's over, over 30, these are kind of like, the, the top 20 by guaranteed money doesn't mean necessarily by stats, but this is what it, this is what's kind of sitting out right now. And Steelers got two off, off contract players in this. So Mike Williams is number one. He was 28. He played 74.9% of the snaps for the Chargers. He's looking for a payday. I, I can't see the Steelers spending the money on him um, that he's looking for out there. Then you've got Devontae Adams at the Packers. Now, they, I've had rumors that he could be going to the Chargers um, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does. But he's 30. I mean, obviously, any Steelers fan would love Devontae Adams in the team. But you just, without a predictable quarterback, it's pretty hard to think that the Steelers are going to be bringing in Devontae Adams. And he's probably going to stick with Rodgers if Rodgers stays in Green Bay. You've got Allen Robinson there from the Bears. We talked about this a few weeks back on the Slack channel. Like, they didn't really use him well in the Bears, but his blocking is awful. Probably doesn't fit what the Steelers want to do with Matt Canada in the RPO stuff. So that's an interesting perspective there. He's 29, though. Big, tall, wide receiver. Again, probably not doesn't even going to fit from a scheme and money point of view as well. Then you've got Chris Godwin, 26, 70% snaps. If they were going to spend money outside of, you know, bringing Juju back, and we'll get there, um, I think really Godwin is someone I'd, I'd be interested in. But I, again, which quarterback does he want to go to? Because he's won a Super Bowl already. Um, he's coming back off an injury, but he's probably looking for another one um, or someone he can at least rack up the stats with. So, Again, is the Steelers that organization? I don't know, but money money does talk. Um, then you've got Will Fuller. I think we've talked about him previously, you know, you know, in terms of last week when we talked about Brian Flores. I don't see him fit for the Steelers at this point in time in terms of not that he doesn't not fit the scheme, but I don't see him as a fit money-wise um, unless he's going for a real cut price deal, really, really injured, 28 years old. T.Y. Hilton from the Colts. If he's going back anywhere, it's probably going to go back to the Colts or somewhere with a veteran quarterback that's in it to win it. Then you've got Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and this is the interesting thing because the franchise tag is a lot more than what you, you're willing to play, pay Juju. Some people don't think he's worth the $8 million, um, that he was given last year as well. And so it's funny because when I told you those key dates, we talked about transition, transition and franchise tags. There's probably him, and I, I don't think I wouldn't do it for Akello. I've heard room, like I've heard, you know, um, arguments for it. But really, Juju is probably the only one you would give that to. And even then, you're probably not going to do it. But he's one of the youngest on this top list at 26 with Godwin. 
Um, you know, so I'm not surprised Kevin Cole wants him to bring him back. I want to bring him back. Um, I've said this before on this show, six mil, six to seven mil, sorry. Um, they're a plus two, up to two million, two and a half million in incentives, like one million for a thousand yards, one million for eight plus touchdowns, maybe throwing five hundred thousand um for for being a Pro Bowl player. I I bring him back. I do, but that's just me. Um, then you've got AJ Green out there. He's only going to stick with a winner, I think. Emmanuel Sanders, you've got up there, thirty-five. He's not coming back to the Steelers. If he's coming back, he's going to a, um, can, you know, a, probably someone that on paper looks like a more sure contender. You've got Sammy Watkins out there. Didn't have the best year with the Ravens. I can't see him coming to the Steelers, but I wouldn't then be shocked if he did. Keenan Cole's an interesting name from the Jets, but again, I, I don't really Keenan Cole. I don't really see that. Um, Jamison Crowder can, would know that he can stretch the field. I would see that if there's any chemistry that he's got going there between him and Zach Wilson, they'll bring him back. Um, you've got Christian Kirk out of the Cardinals. Now, it's interesting to see what they do with him um, and their salary cap situation. If he couldn't keep Juju, um, Kirk is someone I'd look at, but I just don't, I think Kirk's, uh, there's a big market out there for Christian Kirk um, from the Cardinals. Then you've got James Washington. Um, obviously from the Steelers, I don't think he's coming back. I don't think you bring Jason Washington back after everything that we've been through. Um, Rashad Higgins out there from the Browns. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, not the, I don't hate on Rashad Higgins. I think he could be an interesting one for the Steelers. Um, but again, maybe the Browns look to bring him back with Landry, a pro- probable cut um, candidate. He knows the system. If they don't move on from Baker, that's, that's a fit. There's a fit there. Whether he's going to move. Matt Slater from the Patriots. Might even retire. Um, so he's 37. DJ Chalk, I've talked about him on um, Slack channel with some people. I really, and I think we've talked about on this podcast, I really think um, when I talked about some unknown free agents or some unlikely free agents to consider a few weeks back, I think it was about six weeks ago. But again, I want to reiterate it six foot four, 198 um, pounds, second round, um, 61 overall drafted. Uh, stats, you know, he, he has missed some games in injury. Um, you know, but he put up 73 receptions in 2019, uh, you know, there for eight touchdowns and he had five in 2020, two in 2021 where he only played four games. Um, you know, he's had a thousand yards and a 700 yard season, um, been around, you know, almost the same, a couple of years less than Juju, but a young guy, a big guy, a fast guy, you know, I really like the look of that. Then you've got Shaheem Grant out of the Bears, um, where he played last season speed, but. I, I, much as I hate to say it, I see them bringing back Ray Ray to do the same thing, really. Um, you got Josh Reynolds out of the Lions. I don't necessarily think he's someone that Steelers fans be crowing about getting. Um, and then if I go down the list, like John Ross is fast from the Giants, did nothing with the Bengals. Um, Demarcus Robinson's an interesting one from the Chiefs, but they were to keep the game together. Michael Gallup. Um, and then you go through, Otto Beckham Jr. is going to be injured. He's going to want to go to a contender having won that Super Bowl. Um, and then you, you kind of keep going through. You get to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. If Rodgers isn't back, maybe he's a target. But they're sort of like 15 to 20 wide receivers this in there. And again, this is a bit like, to me, it's a bit like the Terrell Edmonds situation with safety. If you're going to use, if you're going to touch wide receiver in free agency, you bring back Juju, probably. Like, you really do. Like, yeah, if you could go get Christian Kirk or Godwin, maybe. Um, I don't think you're going to get any of the other, like, what I would consider top guys. You know, maybe you go out and take a punt um, on on DJ Chalk. But 
again, it, it's a risk there. He's, at least he's the same age as Juju. Um, at least he's had a bit of injury that should cut his price. But it's kind of an interesting one to consider. So let's park it there from the free agent wide receivers. We're going to get to some draft wide receivers. So looking at it right now, uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah has just put out his top 50 um, prospects, but it's 2.0. So we previewed the 1.0. We, we talked about through that. Um, and it's some interesting things. So as I go through the list, like Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson's stuck there um, as number one. Conwoo's moved up to number two, probably more for the versatility there. Kyle Hamilton's moved up one spot to number three. Source Gardner's moved up to number four out of number five. Evan Neal's dropped down two spots, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, the slide on him was about patience and balance. It's not going to be, I, would, I mean, I would love to see him on the Steelers, but we're never going to trade up to get a tackle. You know, Garrett Wilson, um, Tavon Thibodeau, he's dropping, dropping, dropping. A lot of GMs, when you listen to different podcasts around the league, are not real big fans of Kayvon Thibodeau. Quite interesting, actually. Um, Kobe Dean, uh, number eight. Devin Lloyd, number nine, even though like he's going to fall to like 20 for a lot of people. Then you've got Trayvon Walker, who uh, Bucky Brooks um, at 10 there, who Bucky Brooks mocked to the Steelers back in January. Um, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, edge rusher as well. And these are top 50 prospects. It's not the order that they're going to go in. Then you've got Trent McDuffie. Some people have seen him falling all the way to the Steelers, but you know, people will go, oh my gosh, Steelers drafting a cornerback in the first round. Hell no. Um, Drake London, wide receiver. Traylon Burks, wide receiver. These are two guys we're going to look at in a little bit. Um, Derek Stingley Jr., number fifth, uh, ranked for number 15. He's, it's interesting with Stingley Jr. as well. Again, I've heard some differentiating feedback on him as to how good he actually is versus not and his schematic fits as well. You've got George uh, Karloftis. I don't think he's a real fit for the Steelers. Um, he's more of a 4-3 guy um, out of Purdue, uh, ranked number 16. Jordan Davis, someone that a lot of different BTSC podcasts probably would have talked about by now. I know some have um, other Steelers sites, you know, that you've seen things there. I don't like how many downs he plays. I don't see the fit for the Steelers. David Ajabo, yeah, sure, on the edge, but it's probably not the Steelers' top need. I'd rather see him trade back, even if Ajabo is on the board there. You've got Dax Hill, safety out of Michigan. I'd rather sign, re-sign Terrell Edmonds at this point. Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. He's jumped up a bit. Um, I think he's someone that's unsung. I think you'll see him at the end of the first, early in the second, um, by a team looking to improve that defense or get younger at the position. Kenyon Green. I mean, look, if he fell to the Steelers at number 20, I don't think anyone would be upset. Um, but there are people like the Eagles who need you know fresh O-linemen, some of their retirements and their three picks in the teens. Um, some of the other sorts of teams um, that are sitting there in the teens as well. I, I don't know. I, I struggle to see him falling all that way, but if he does, fantastic. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, he's dropped three spots, even though he's the top center there. Um, you know, people are still saying he should have the same impact as a rookie that Creed Humphrey had. Um, you know, but the, the combine is going to be really big for all of these guys. But I think Tyler Linderbaum, particularly just to cement that top 20 status. Um, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa is number 23. He's moved up two spots. Charles Cross has moved up five spots um, into 24. Jahan Dodson's moved up two spots into 25. Then you've got Chris Olave, wide receiver, 26. Jamison Williams, 27th. Both of those guys have moved up. Oh, so Chris Olave hasn't, but Jamison Williams has moved up three spots from 30. Kenny Pickett's dropped 10 spots from number 18 um, overall in the prospects to number 28. Um, there, 
you know, it's a lot of people saying you could be like an athletic Matt, Matt Hasselback or a DJ. I've heard that. I've heard similar um, analysis, you know, elsewhere or comparisons. You've got Devontae Wyatt, who I really like. He was available in the second round, Georgia, defensive tackle, defensive end. Um, he's sitting there. He's moved up nine spots to 29 after a really good senior bowl. Um, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. I've seen him mock to a few Steelers um, on Steelers mock drafts on social media as well. Um, he's a guy that like wasn't even on this list in the first round, in the first go at the Daniel Jeremiah did. So it's interesting. He seems to be moving up people's boards. Again, what does a combine mean for a player like Tyler Smith? You've got Andrew Booth at number 31. He's moved up one spot. Clemson, I mean, look, if he's sitting there at 20, he's a cornerback you go after um, for sure. Malik Willis at 32. He's moved up three spots. Now, these are two guys. Like, Andrew Booth could be taken in the top, easily in the top 20, the end of the top 10 um, in the early teens. Malik Willis could go anywhere. You know, I think it's basically from seventh onwards at that point in time. A lot of people are saying you'll get picked by the Steelers. I'm struggling to now think that the Steelers wouldn't pick him if he's there at 20, uh, but it's, you know, whether he's there. But that is a question about whether he's there. Um, so he's moved up three spots. Boy, Marfe wasn't on this list before, but boy, I, you know, I know, bad dad joke, but boy, did he um, have a great uh, senior bowl as well. He looks really good. Um, he's someone that if you sit in there in the second, I, maybe you take a pun on him, maybe, right? Um Matt Corral, number 34. I've heard that he's not going to throw my on social media. I haven't had a chance to check that. It's been a very busy few days for me. But Matt Corral, um, number 34 there, I've heard he's not going to throw at the, at the combine, which is interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from that injury too. You've got Brees Hall out of Iowa State, running back. He's probably arguably the top running back in this class. Um, I can't see him going in the first round. Um, Isaiah Spiller's there. That's why I say arguably he's dropped three spots while Brees Hall has moved up four. Some people think he's the top running back in this class. Again, like you know, Najee went 24th, and I think Najee was a lot better rated quarterback out of a you know, Alabama's a lot better school than Iowa State and Texas AM. Uh Bernhard Raymond out of Central Michigan. Again, I don't unless there's a run on tackles, I think he's an early two, early second, maybe he's a late first round pick. Um, if you bring him back, maybe you can bring him back Rogers with Green Bay. They look at him. I think they're picking at 28. Um, but yeah, that could be an interesting one for them. Um, Jalen Petrie, the Baylor safety, um, wasn't ranked in this top 50. He's moving in. He seems to now be almost the top consensus safety outside of um, Daxton Hill, um, and Kyle Hamilton that are obviously going to be in the first round very likely. Maybe Daxton Hill falls. Travis Jones, we talked about him a lot. Wasn't ranked in the top 50 before. He's now at 39. Previewed him last week. Love him. Probably not going to be there when the Steelers want to pick him. The Steelers probably don't want to touch him until the third round based on the news that we've got. Stefan Tewitt likely coming back. Quay Walker's dropped nine spots to 40. He's a guy that could still find himself um, you know, in the, in the fourth round. Um, he's an off-the-ball linebacker, 6'4", 240 pounds, good speed. Um, he's a run and hit linebacker. You never know. Um, Zion Johnson's ranked number 41. I just think given the lack of interior alignment in this class, um, I think he's someone that you could, that you'll see taken in the top, in the top round, um, in the first round. So even though he's ranked 41, um, these are rankings on the player prospects. It's not, you know, a mock draft. Arnold Abikite from Penn State, sitting there at 42. He's dropped back 18 spots. That's interesting. 
DeMarvin Leal, again, someone that some people originally had him in like the top six or eight. It's interesting. I've heard a few different podcasts from Daniel Jeremiah over the last eight weeks where he's sort of, this is a player that's been slipping. And a lot of people, like the media, you know, one of the apparently GMs disclosed to him, you know, confidentially that a lot of people were high on DeMarvin Leal because a few media early in the draft process really went high on him. And then he sort of grained this reputation, but it's not actually showing up on a lot of tape, which is interesting. Uh, Christian Harris out of Alabama, linebacker. Uh, he's someone there ranked 44. He's, he's a second-round guy, maybe even a late second-round guy. Um, Perry and Winfrey wasn't on the list. He's now in there. He's a guy you probably see early second, if not late in the first. Um, or by late, I mean from pick 25 onwards. Greg Dulich, the tight end out of UCLA. Again, you should see where he gets drafted. I could see anywhere from the second to the fourth round, depending on the way tight ends go, but it's interesting. Sam Howell at 47. He's pretty much, unless the Steelers really love him or another team really loves him, maybe maybe the Browns double up and get Baker, Baker 2.0. Um, I think he's a second-round pick at this point in time, so I think that that's a fair grade on him. He's dropped 11 spots. Logan Hall, he's someone that continues to progress as I think people realize how much depth is there um, in some of this interior defensive line class, um, not necessarily deep tackle, but interior defensive line class. Um, Daniel Fialele, he's moved down eight spots, but he's there. Look, he could go anywhere from our pick at 20, probably all the way to pick, um, you know, 60, I think is probably where it is there. Um, and then Kaya Elam, Florida cornerback. I think he's a second round, but he could be in the first five, six picks. Interesting that names that have dropped out of this top 50 were Federian Mathis, defensive tackle out of Alabama. I'm not surprised. I think he's a second rounder at this point. Um, he might even drop, you know, if the teams that need those, need those players, you know, everyone needs interior defensive linemen. But if the teams that are really looking at this, that don't, um, that fill, you know, some depth there in free agency, I, he's, he's a guy for me that like a smoky to fall into the third. Um, you've got Trey McBride, tight end out of Colorado State, number 42. He's dropped out of this. Um, his previous rank was 42. Jalen Tolbert's dropped out. Roger McCreary's dropped out. I think that's unfair. I actually think McCreary should still be in there. Um, Isaiah Likely's dropped out as well. Max Mitchell's dropped out. I think that's fair. Most mock drafts have got him as like somewhere in the ranked between like 120 and 180. Um, I think he's really good fit for the Steelers in the fourth, um, but that's just me. And then Lewis Sign out of Georgia just dropped out as well. I think he's a late second, early third pick at this point in time. Um, but that's how it's sitting. But with that, we're going to go to a break on Steel's Warren. Join us for part two. We're going to look at some wide receiver rankings for, for the NFL draft so far, who I think the Steelers you know, could be in for if they don't bring back Juju or even if they do. We know Colbert loves a wide receiver. And it's just interesting who's going early because I could see a couple of these top guys falling. But that's all for part two. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
And we're back on Steel's War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the show, host of the show that likes to put me in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Brandon Hunt, particularly Brandon Hunt, um, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin as they look at the uh, NFL dra- like combine as part of the draft process. That's kicked off. Um, you know, March 3, we've got the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends from 4 p.m. March 4, we've got, you've got six hours live coverage of running backs, offensive linemen, and special teams. Um, then you've got a March 5 live coverage of the defensive linemen and linebackers. And then you've got live coverage of the defensive backs. Um, again, there on March 6. So it is all happening. Um, NFL Combine. For me, it's available through the NFL Network. It'll be available through NFL Network and other providers um, for those of you, depending on where you are. Um, but excited to be able to catch some of that. So looking at uh, some of these top wide receivers, it's pretty interesting right now. So when you when you do look at it, Jamison Williams, you know, some people have him as the top prospect. Some people have Garrett Wilson. They're sort of you know, they, they seem to be like the top two. I've seen another list um, on DraftKings Nation, which had Drake London there as first out of USC, depending. And again, it depends on the team fit. Um, you know, Chris Olave is in there as well, um, which is interesting as well. So you're sort of seeing this fluctuation, um, you know, in how it works. So I'm going to give you the top um, prospects um, that CBS have got listed right now, which I think is interesting. They build theirs. I think this one's actually built from 24-7 Sports. Um, and then I'm going to have a look at these. this interesting... I just thought it was interesting, the list that they put. It was just a bit different um, from DraftKings. Um, and, and they were doing rankings based on those based um, that are going to be appearing at the Combine. And then I'm going to go through the Draft Network's one who have placed them overall. And then you've got the order of them as wide receivers as well. And we're going to go into a couple of players that I think it's worth you know, just previewing ahead of the combine because they're guys to watch. Um, so DraftKings have a kind of a weird one. As I say, they start off with Drake London is ranked number one. Then they've got Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, number two. Then Chris Olave, number three. Um, I think that he's probably three consensus um, in a lot of, you know, across anyone who's previewing the draft stuff. Um, Traylon Burks is number four. I think he's a first-round draft pick at this point. Big, big body there out of Arkansas, um, number four. They've got Jamison Williams, number five. I think that's due to probably the injury that he's got. Um, then you've got uh, Jahan Dotson. Um, Jahan Dotson, sorry, out of Penn State. Christian Watson, North Dakota State. Some people have him in the second round. Some people have him in the fourth round, all the way in the fourth. John Mechie, the third out of Alabama. Wait, I think he's one of the injury, not um, Jamison Williams. Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, who we said has slipped out of Daniel Jeremiah's top 50. Doesn't mean he's not going to be drafted in the top 50. Just means that he's not in the overall top 50 prospects. Um, but he probably will based on this rankings list if you were to go off it. Calvin Austin, third out of Memphis. He's a name that you see there is sort of around that sort of eight to top 12. David Bell out of Purdue. He's someone I could see in the third round with the Steelers. Kilo Shakur out of Boise State, number 12. Romeo Dubes out of Nevada um, there as well. So he's someone that's caught a lot of names, had a good senior bowl. Um, but then on some mock drafts, you see him in terms of the rankings before you do them. He's like number 170. Um, good fit with Carson Strong, my man, the quarterback. Um, if you were going to draft Carson Strong and he was sitting there in the fourth, double up, double up. Vels Jones Jr., who's starting to move up some boards at number 14 for them. Then they've got Sky Moore, George Pickens, Alex Pierce, Justin Ross. Um, it's interesting. Alex Pierce is someone out of Cincinnati. I'm going to probably do a deeper dive into, um, even for my, just myself over the next few weeks. Um, but Justin Ross is someone I like out of Clemson. I think 
the combine's going to be big for him. He can definitely someone catching traffic, go up and grab the ball. Um, but I think for a lot of teams, they want to see how fast he is, and that's why the combine will be big for him. Looking at this one that I was able to pull up with CBS, which I thought was interesting, because I can pull up lots of different ones, but I just thought these ones were particularly interesting. I stay, stuck clear of uh, PFF in this instance. But Garrett Wilson, number one. Jamison Williams, number two. Um, so they had Garrett Wilson ranked seventh at their overall rankings. Jamison Williams, number 10th. Traylon Burke, 17th. Drake London, 18th. Um, so fourth in this list. Chris Olave in fifth, 23rd overall. Um, and that's not in terms of the pick. The ranking is what I'm saying overall. Um, George Pickens, 40. Um, and the sixth wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, seventh wide receiver, 56 overall. Um, that kind of fits a little bit with that Daniel Jeremiah, top 50. Then David Bell out of Purdue, 61. Um, Justin Ross, ninth there, um, 65th overall. Sky Moore, 68. He's someone I've seen move up list. Then they go into Khalil Shakir, um, 11. John Mechie, um, third, I think, yeah, because of that injury. 12. Wondell Robinson out of Kentucky. He's a name that we're going to talk about in a moment because I think I'm interested to see where he goes, but he's a junior, he's young. Then you've got Eric um, Kanama out of Texas Tech, Jalen Tolbert. Um, then they go into Christian Watson, Danny Gray, um, Dante Dontario, um, Drummond out of Ole Miss, and then Romeo Dubes, Alex Pierce. So they've got them a lot later, which I think is interesting um, from that perspective. Then out of the Draft Network, where them and Pro Football for Pro Football Network um, is probably where I, I get a lot of the draft stuff if you listen to last year's shows as well. Um, I'll go through their rings, but then we'll touch on a few of those players. So Jamison Williams, um, top wide receiver on their list. He's number ninth overall in the ranking. Chris Olave, 19th overall, second wide receiver. Traylon Burks, third wide receiver, um, ranked 21 overall. It's interesting. These are probably my rankings, um, but I would have had Garrett Wilson higher. They've got him 27th overall as a player. Um, Fourth is the wide receiver rankings. Uh, Fifth, Jahan Dotson. uh, They're ranked number 30. Uh, Drake London, 33rd. Um, he's sitting there though as their sixth wide receiver. David Bell is their seventh wide receiver at 37. Um, again, I think that's pretty high. Um, but then you think then they've got John Matchy, George Pickens, Christian Watson, Wondell Robinson. Those are guys that like I could see all four of those guys. Um, maybe Wondell Robinson's early third, but maybe Scrape's in the early second, but the other guys are definitely potential second round picks. And so then they go Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert, Calvin Alston, Carl Phillips, Khalil Shakir, Justin Ross, Alex Pierce, Romeo Dupes. So when I'm looking at it, if there's one of the top guys that falls, I, I could see the Steelers doing it. Like I could see them drafting the second wide receiver, especially if they don't retain Juju. Christian Watson, someone that stands out, uh, definitely six foot five, 208 pounds, did a great job, great job at the senior bowl. Um, improved his release last season, good football IQ, versatile. He's learned um, in college, he learned out both at outside and in the slot. Um, definitely a competitive player, um, you know, big playability for sure. Uh, I, I think he's just an interesting threat on the field, but I wonder if we've got a quarterback that's going to be able to actually use him. That That's the interesting part for me because I wonder whether the Steelers need another another route runner, um, but because I think you've got Freeman can do stuff in the slot. If you brought back Juju, you can do stuff in the slot. You know, Claypool needs to do 
can do a little bit in the slot, but he's slow. I think he needs to do more outside. Um, that's what I'd love to see Christian Watson do as well. But I just wonder with Deontay Johnson as well, are they going to keep him around? It also depends. People see rumors of trading Chase Claypool. So that's the thing with me for Christian for Christian Watson is I just wonder, you know, and also the, the, the college, the level of college that he played as well, like in, in being that he's not necessarily from a top school. Um, that doesn't mean he's terrible. Look at look at Deontay Johnson's example out of Toledo. But yeah, I just he's one that I that I do wonder about. Um, but Wondell Robinson, uh, 5'11", 185 pounds, had a um, came out of high school as a fourth star recruit, um, had more than eleven hundred receiving yards in twenty twenty one's regular season. Uh, did a lot there for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, he transitioned over from the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, they they basically crafted a lot of, according to scouting reports, a lot of quick hitting touches for Robinson with jet motion, screen passes, attacking free access at the snap. Um, but he was also a vertical receiver and down for efforts um, to make him show that he was a well-rounded player um, and, you know, potentially a transformational backdoor weapon. Hmm. That's kind of uh, when you look at the scheme tendencies, uh, scheme versatile in the run game, play action, pass heavy offense. Um, but you look at those things about their attacking for snap, screen passes, jet motion. Seems a bit Matt Canada-like, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's what I think could be interesting because he's a very quick receiver with a lot of twitch frame, gets easy separation, um, big release package, really good run after the catch um, when he gets into the open field. Um, you know, he's quite shifty and slippery, um, doesn't take a lot of a lot of upfront hits. That can be good over time. Um, good football instincts, according to a lot of reports. Um, you know, people sort of say he's a little bit like Rondell Moore when they've scouted him. Some people say though he's a prospect comparison of Ty Montgomery. Um, if you're gonna get Ty Montgomery in the second or the third round with this where this Steelers team is at, um, in and and with Matt Canada alignment. I think that's an interesting pick for the Steelers. I really do. Um, so look out for Wondell Robinson there. Um, you know, he's probably not going to, you know, be the, he's probably going to fall just outside the top 10 um, of wide receivers taken on the day or day two, maybe day, early day three, um, but probably day two. Maybe that falls to the Steelers. Um, maybe he just does. Some people don't like Kyle Phillips. So I've, it's interesting. I want to watch a bit more tape on Kyle Phillips. I know we tested well. Um, across the all-star week. But the guy I wanted to talk about was Justin Ross out of Clemson, as I said there. Six foot three, he's a guy that's going to need to have a really big um, combine. He really is going to have to have a big combine. He needs to make, he needs to earn himself some money there, really. You know, they talked about senior bowl guys um, making money. I want to see Justin Ross make some money um, this week. So some people have him at six four, two hundred five pounds. As I said, I, the other weight I had him at here was 205 pounds, six foot three. So, um, the same weight, but different height. Um, his last three college seasons, 46 receptions, 2021, 2019, 66, 2018, 46, 1,000 yards in 2018, 865 in 2019, 514 in 2021. Um, three TDs in the la- this last season, eight TDs in 2019, nine TDs in 2018. Um, didn't have the long play that he had. Um, of 74 yards in 2018, which was interesting. He only played five games. That's something to think about. Um, The win against UConn that Clemson had, uh, win against Louisville, win against Florida State, loss against Pitt, uh, win against Syracuse. So that's just something to remember as well. He played a lot less games. Um, 
you know, than he did the the, the previous seasons. Um, you know, spread offense, RPO centric, vertical, horizontal shot plays of of play action from a scheme fit perspective. Um, when you're looking at that, a lot of free releases. Definitely, uh, he's got a big, strong frame, so run after the catch makes him a difficult target to bring down. He's one of the best high point receivers. That's what we wanted from Claypool, right? So if you don't like what you're getting from Claypool, you're planning on moving on. That's why I like Justin Ross. And if you can get him in the fourth, like I kind of would prefer him to Dubes. I like what Dubes does, but I just think particularly if he measures in at 6'4 and he gets some pace. But again, if he measures in at 6'4 and he gets some pace, this is Trace Claypool. But I think the league probably sits there and goes, yeah, probably third round at this point. Um, doesn't necessarily have the height that Claypool had coming out. Uh, some people have compared him from a prospect perspective to Marvin Jones. I need to see more just to get to fully validate that, but I can understand where that's coming from. A lot of people think he's third round value according to the draft network. Um, definitely rack potential at the next level. So that's interesting there, um, there with Justin Ross. And then the last one I wanted to look at was a guy called Trey Turner. Trey Turner, yeah, that's right. Not Trey Turner, the, the guard. I'm talking about Trey Turner, the wide receiver. I'm talking about uh, Trey Turner, the wide receiver out of Virginia Tech. He's an interesting one for me because he sits, he keeps sitting there really late uh, in the mock drafts. And I'm like, oh, I wonder. I just wonder. Uh, six foot two, 187 pounds, according to ESPN. Um, 40 receptions, 2021, 34 in 2020, 34 in 2019, um, 26 in 2018, four TDs, 2018, 2019, three TDs, the other two seasons. Um, only played, um, yeah, so then and in terms of yardage, had more than 500 yards each of those seasons. So he doesn't have a lot sitting there on tape. Um, he's a was a really good basketball player in high school, um, and he's actually a brother of PJ Harrison, who was a first um, former first round pick of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, who, and after playing at North Carolina, which was interesting, they say he's a smooth route runner and he glides when he opens his stride. Some of the tape I've started watching, I do definitely see that. that natural hands, terrific ball skills. I'd agree with that from what I've seen. Um, I don't know about outstanding body control. I want to see a bit more. Um, good route adjustments on the fly I would agree um, understands the space around him for sure um, yeah really secure mitts um, you know when he's going to catch the ball good football IQ versatile they say he can play a slot and outside I saw that on tape but I'm watching you know the tape I've seen a lot so far is just pure highlights and you know so it's always going to make him look good from that perspective Um but he averaged more than 17 yards per reception, nearly 10 yards per carry um, at Virginia Tech. And this is pretty interesting as well. That's high consistency as well um, from that perspective. But he was actually playing with a highly inconsistent quarterback um, during the most of his tenure with the Hokies. People have compared him to Alan Hearns, which is interesting, um, and said he's a third-round grade. So, again, if he's sitting there in, like, the six, you get him. Um, I've been able to get him in most mock drafts if I'm going to pick him in the sixth and the seventh early in the seventh. Steelers have to move up a little bit from their position, but he's sitting there. But look, with that, that wraps up Steelers Warren for this week. There's some prospects you can look forward to watching at the wide receivers position, uh, the combine. Um, again, guys like Velas Jones Jr., look out for him. Tyquan Thornton, look out for him. Charleston Rambo out of Miami. He's a guy that might make himself some money. Um, there's Ja'Kai Robeson, who I love as well. Uh, he didn't get invited, so can't preview for him. Um, but yeah, Enjoy the combine. It's going to be a big week. Next week, 
you know, we're going to be moving into the start of the league year as well, which is going to be, um, you know, interesting from, from that perspective. Um, but with that, go Steelers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.